When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, SFF Yeah listeners, and welcome to Backlist to the Future, our bi-weekly installment of recommendations from the deep and sometimes dusty corners of science fiction and fantasy. Because one show every two weeks is just not enough to cover all the books we want to talk about. I'm Jen Northington, recording on October 25th, and today we're going to talk about chicken soup books. I recently moved and downsized my book hoard a couple of times, and it was really interesting to me which ones that I was like, I absolutely cannot give this copy up because it was a book that felt like a blankie or a comfort object. And then recently, Valerie Valdez, the author of Chilling Effect, was on Recommended talking about how much she loves Howl's Moving Castle and how that book is like a comfort object for her. So away we go. But before I get into those, let me tell you about today's sponsor, which is TBR, our new subscription service offering tailored book recommendations for readers of all stripes. If you have been dreaming of a stitch fix for books, now it is here. You can tell TBR about your reading preferences and what you're looking for, and then sit back while your bibliologist handpicks recommendations just for you. TBR offers plans to receive hardcover books in the mail or recommendations by email, so there is an option for every budget. And sign up is really easy. You get to take a fancy quiz about what you like to read and what you're looking for. You can link up your Goodreads profile if you have one, and then you're done. And bibliologists are matched to subscribers based on their requests. So we've got someone who knows just what to choose for you. Each TBR delivery has three titles in the recommendations only level or three new hardcovers, and you'll receive a new shipment every three months. You can sign up at mytbr.co or just get more information. Again, that's mytbr.co. Alrighty, so let's talk about books that are comfort objects, as it were. And by that, I don't just mean that I, I mean, I do need to own the copy to have the comfort of seeing it on my shelves, but I also reread them as comfort, if that makes sense, which I think it probably does. I don't get to reread as often as I used to, but these are ones that somehow make their way back into my reading pile, no matter how demanding my reading schedule for work might be. And the it just so happens that both of the ones that I picked today are parts of much bigger series. Uh, the first one is Ocean Light by Nalini Singh, which is the 17th book in the Psy Changeling series and the second book in the subseries Psy Changeling Trinity. So the first book in this series, which was Slave to Sensation, came out in 2006. So this series has been running for like yeah, 14 years. That's a long time. And the Side Changeling Trinity is much more recent. Ocean Lake came out last year, and the third book in that came out in June. So, but it's not done. Like, this series is not done. It's still going. So it's kind of mammoth, but this new Trinity subseries is a great jumping on point. And this second book in the series has become 
just an all-time favorite for a bunch of reasons. The series itself as a whole is paranormal romance. And in the first 10 or so books, I have read almost every single one of these, uh, you're switching from couple to couple. So the books are a bit up and down for me based on how much I like the new primary characters. But as the series goes along, they really do start to get multi POV in each book and bring back in recurring characters. So that makes me really, really happy. Um, and the whole, you know, arc of most romances, and definitely these, is about triumphing over our emotional baggage while also dealing with whatever's going on around us in the world. And these have a really amazing premise. It's a world where there are three sort of strains of humanity. There are the Psy, who have psychic powers, get it? Uh, like telekinesis and telepathy and, you know, predicting the future and all kinds of stuff. And they have been very tightly regulated, very cold as a whole community for a very long time, but that's starting to get broken up. And then you have the changelings who are, you know, as you might guess, shapeshifters. And there's all different kinds of changelings, uh, you know, like jaguars and tigers and wolves and birds and all kinds of stuff. And then there are the like vanilla humans who don't have any powers, but coexist alongside the changelings and the Psy. And the Psy have kind of been running the show for a long time, but the changelings are starting to give them a run for their money. And then each book, you know, you see these different combinations of like a psi falling in love with a changeling, which isn't supposed to happen, or a human trying to figure out how they can, you know, be in a relationship with a psi or a changeling. There's all kinds of different combinations, and I love it so much. Um, and in Ocean Light, which is the one I'm supposed to be talking about, the heroine is a ocean-dwelling shapeshifter. I won't give it away because it's a little bit of a surprise what exactly her animal shape is. And she also really struggles with anxiety, which is very personally resonant for me. And she's such a beautiful character. She's got so much heart and so much love in her for the people around her. And she is faced with this human who is, you know, on their top secret underwater ocean, you know, headquarters. And there's some really like weird conspiracy stuff going on. People are disappearing. People she loves are disappearing. And they're trying to get to the bottom of what's going on. And Kaya is also dealing with her own, you know, emotional baggage and falling for this human. And there's all kinds of reasons why this is not going to be a good idea. And then she also, for very good reasons, has huge anxiety about leaving the headquarters. But of course, the plot of the book makes that a thing that she needs to do. And so how she's going to overcome this and also how she's going to come to terms with her desire to be part of a community, but then what that community could mean if it, if, it, if it could be bigger than she had imagined. Oh, it's just so beautiful. And the feelings in this one, just, I don't know, it's, it's, it's the book that got the most deep for me personally in terms of feelings. It's not necessarily the book with the best plot, maybe, or the book that I think other people would be most excited about. But for me, especially with an ocean-dwelling heroine, because the ocean has always been a source of great joy and comfort to me. Like, this is just this is just my book. It's my book in this series, and I love it so much. So again, that was me gushing about Ocean Light uh, by Nalini Singh. It is the second in the Side Changeling Trinity subseries of the Side changeling series. 
All right. So my next series book is Magic Breaks by Ilona Andrews, which is the seventh in the Kate Daniels series. And it is... Why is this the book I read the most often in the Kate Daniels series? It's so hard to say. So this series also first came out in 2007 with Magic Bites and then concluded with number 10 last year. There are spinoff series is happening, but this series is concluded. And it is about a woman named Kate Daniels, as you might have guessed, who is living in a world, uh, a post sort of catastrophe version of America where magic has returned to the world and overthrown technology, except that now it comes and goes in waves. So when the magic is working, the tech isn't working and vice versa. I know I've talked about this series before, um, so I apologize, but I don't think I've talked about this book specifically. And I just love this series so much because so first of all, it's told entirely from Kate's perspective. So you're entirely in her head. And that means you see her go from being a really angry loner with a drinking problem and some magic in book one to being a woman with real friendships and a beautiful family of choice who learns that the message that she has been told all of her childhood, that she's too damaged and too dangerous to ever be close to anyone is just completely wrong. And that community is strength. And I'm like tearing up just thinking about it and saying those words. And it's also a series where the books stay as good, if not get better, as they go on, which is a really amazing feat for a 10-book series, I think. Um, And number seven is the one I really read the most often because, so she's sort of, she's got her mate. I will try not to give away too many spoilers, but she's, she's like in a good place with her relationships. She has like got her own business and that's going okay. But like, she's kind of overwhelmed with all of her you know, responsibilities, and she's trying to make things work. And then also her dad is, you know, gunning for her, which is not great, because he's an all powerful being with godlike powers. And, (laughs) um, And then there's a murder. And of course, she has to try to handle and investigate and figure out what actually happened, because she's pretty sure that the person who's been set up as the killer did not do it, or at least did not do it alone. And, and there's a point at which she is removed from her surroundings and has to rely entirely on other people. And I won't say any more than that because I don't want to spoil anything. But the idea that this woman who is very powerful and so kick butt and has just been like taken names for the whole series, but also learning to let people in is now just completely vulnerable and has to rely on those bonds that she has made over the course of her life. It's not the first time it happens where she has to, you know, get help to complete the task of a single book. But it's one of the first times where you just see her completely unable to help herself and what it means to her to be in a position where she really does believe that this is not the end, that she has people who will come for her, that there is more to her life than just her own abilities. It's just so incredible and so freaking triumphant. And the action in this series is amazing. There's vampires and shapeshifters and 
all kinds of bananas, supernatural things going on. And the overarching arc of the whole series is fantastic and ends, I think, in a really satisfying way. But it's just this book, like if I'm just going to pick up one and reread it, it's this one. Because that emotional note for Kate is so powerful. And I love a found family. I love seeing someone triumph over the emotional programming that they've been suffering under. I just love it so much. So that is why this is one of my comfort reads. Again, that's Magic Breaks by Kate Daniels. It's number seven in the series by Ilona Andrews. And thanks for joining me on this like perhaps very personal journey into comfort reads. (laughs) Um, I hope you all have ones of your own that give you those same warm, comforting, blanky feelings. Until next time, happy reading.